Hello, I'm very nervous, and if you're watching this instead of just listening, it is uh, 9 a.m. and I'm recording this on my webcam, so hello, and I haven't put on makeup, but I've been working on this podcast script, and honestly, I just wanted to film the first episode of this podcast um, while I am having my coffee and chilling and... I don't know, I, I just feel like right now is the perfect time to film it, so I'm going to right now. And also, if you hear the fan in the background, I'm so sorry. Um, but hello, welcome to the Raise Mary Kill podcast. My name is Melinda Black, and if you don't know me, well, you're about to get to know me. Um, I wanted to make the first podcast uh, sort of an expose on myself. Uh, for many reasons, but firstly, I'm making this uh, the first episode of this podcast because I used, if you have been around, I used to make story time videos during a time where taking the stories from your life were essentially, no offense to story time YouTubers, but you sort of victimize yourself and make someone else the villain. Uh, putting that on display and sharing it and, you know, in some cases getting millions of views, in fact, uh, when I still had my story time videos up, they were the most popular videos on my channel. Uh, because I did story time videos is why I have uh, a thousand subscribers, actually. Um, so if you're here for that, this is sort of a story time video, but it's going to be kind of long, which is why I'm making this the first episode of the podcast. Um, but yeah, that's where I gained my mildly small audience as well as uh, I'm also a cam model, so some of you are just from, you know, being a cam model and making friends on the internet that way. Um, but yeah, if you've been a follower of mine, or maybe you're new here, you probably have noticed that I have, I think, maybe one story time video on my YouTube channel right now, and I kept that up. It's my I dated a narcissist video, and that's just because, well, I dated a narcissist, and actually in that situation, I know, uh, because I've gone to therapy for that situation, that in that situation, I was not in the wrong. <laughs> and although I didn't share everything that actually went on in that situation in that video, because I had filmed it literally the day I was going to break up with him, <laughs> um, and I think a part of me was still protecting him, but yeah, I left that on my channel because I know in that situation that I was in the right, and that person, if you're listening to this, because I'm sure you are, because narcissists are weird like that, but you are an asshole in that situation, and, uh, allegedly, I'm not saying this is true, but allegedly he took me to court, and I fought that video to be on my channel, so I, I think out of spite I'm leaving it up, but I did take it down for a period of time because, like, well, we'll get into it. So, but the reason why I deleted all my other story time videos is uh, for a few reasons, actually. Um, but the TLDR is that uh, many people, even the bigger uh, ex story time YouTubers, uh, the thing about story time videos is that everybody has been a victim. Everybody has been in the wrong. Um, but the thing about story time videos is that you never really go over the times where you've hurt other people. 
And I think the biggest downfall to the story time video thing is that you make videos where in those situations, from your perspective, you've been wronged in some way. And that is the general bones of most story time videos. Uh, you have your misguided hero and some sort of villain, which is fine. I think in general, that's the bones of most stories, uh, like the bare bones, obviously. Um, and uh, the thing is, that's not really the way that life works. <laughs> um, and I hold a lot of guilt um, for making story time videos. Um, and the thing is, is that I'm not a good person. <laughs> and in the words of The Good Place, I am a very medium person. And I really hold the belief that people are not, there are no good people. I think that most people are generally good but good people do bad things, right? So when they, if a good, generally good person does a bad thing, what does that make them? You know what I mean? And I definitely think that like, um, that there are generally bad people in the world, obviously, like rapists and murderers. Um, and if like, I watch a lot of true crime and obviously uh, if you watch all true crime, a lot of murderers had had something wrong happen to them, whether they were like molested as a child and whatever. And, you know, sometimes trauma makes a bad person, you know, and, but I think generally most people are just good people or medium people or gray people, gray area people. Um, who sometimes do bad things, but the way that story time videos work is that we never fucking talk about the times where you've done a bad thing to someone else because that's not a good story. No one wants to hear their favorite story time YouTuber be the villain. Um, but you know, I get it. Uh, we need stories as a society. We need mythos. Like the reason why, I mean, if you've ever taken a mythology class, they talk about religion like it is a story because that's what it is, um, you know, people believed in the Greek gods at one point until it became a mythology, right? Um, we, but we need to root for someone and then also, you know, downvote someone else, right? We need to root for someone and be like, oh, that other person, they suck, fuck that, that other guy, you know? That, like, if you watch anything on the CW, you got your fucking teen heroes and teen villains, you know? Or sometimes the villains on the CW shows are adults, for whatever reason, but... <laughs> uh, and side note, I really think because of the way storytime videos are structured, or were structured during that time, when the YouTube money was good and the time where Tana Mojo could say her infamous line, uh, he fucked me with a toothbrush and still be monetized is why big story time YouTubers, a lot of them are considered problematic. Now, if you take Tana Mojo, you take Gabby Hanna, because in a lot of their videos, they victimized themselves and gained a huge, a huge, huge, huge following, which I think gaining a huge following in the span of a year must be almost like a trauma on itself. You know, you can only take so much serotonin because... And also, if you've noticed, people who blow up that quickly, uh, yeah, sure, they have a million 
subscribers or followers by the end of the year, which is insane, which gives them a lot of serotonin, but at the end of that year, they also have thousands and thousands of people who hate them, you know, that must be traumatic as hell. Sure, you, you have money now, but like, okay, what is, you also have a bunch of people who hate you. Um, anyway, what was I talking about? <laughs> but yeah, as I said, story time videos are structured, sorry, I'm drinking coffee. But yeah, story time videos are structured, um, like in a way where it's like you take this crazy instance that happened to someone and uh, usually they make themselves the victim and make whatever is going on in the story time video the bad thing. But here's the thing, um, I have trauma and I think everyone else, you know, in the world has trauma. It doesn't really matter how privileged you are. I think that everyone experiences some sort of trauma. I mean, sure, someone who is super, super, super privileged doesn't ever have to worry about money, doesn't ever have to worry about like really anything. I mean, their trauma might look different than yours, but everyone does have trauma. Everyone experiences bad things and, you know, bad shit happens to everyone. It doesn't really matter where you are, you know, in terms of class, bad things happen to everyone. Bad things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people. Like, the bad things does not discriminate, you know what I mean? Um, but the thing is, I have been the victim, which I'm sure, like, people like Tanamojo or, like, Gabby Hanna or, like, any storytime YouTuber, they've all been the victim, but them, including myself, have also been the villain. But the thing is, is that, I, one, you don't really want to admit your faults on the internet, and two, like, obviously in a storytime video, sure, that would get views, but, like, why would you just, like, put that out there? Why would you, you know what I mean? Um, anyway, so here's a little therapy session that I want to share with you because I want to share a bit about myself and be fully transparent about who I am if I'm going to be on the internet in any way. Um, and I've been sort of off the internet within, which in hindsight, I think is, uh, honestly, I think I've been off the internet because of my trauma, uh, which I guess maybe I'll get into later. I'm not sure. But I'm back on the internet now, and if I'm going to be on the internet, I want to be honest um, about my life. And although I don't want to make a bunch of videos just about my life or storytime videos or anything like that, I do want to be fully transparent about who I am. Um, and if you watch this and watch my other videos or decide to watch my other videos that I make in the future or have made, um, like, you know who I am. And... Um, if you used to watch me for my story time videos, I don't want you to think that in every situation that I am the victim. I want you to know that I am a multifaceted person who has been the victim and the villain. Um, but yeah, uh, and I want you to know that I have trauma, and if you have trauma as well, I want you to know that I am standing in solidari solidarity with you. And I also want to say, I know that this video could be perceived in any amount of ways, because when you create a thing, you might be making it for one reason, and then other people perceive it in a different reason. But I want to clearly state I'm making this the first episode of this podcast because I wanted to share a bit with you about my life, as I've said. And because I used to make storytime videos, and I actually have a lot of guilt when it comes to those videos. I don't stand by them. Uh, some of them I do, and, uh, like... Pretty much all of my storytime videos are actual things that had happened to me. Um, 
as I, as I said, but like I've never talked about obviously the things that I've struggled with and struggling with being a better person and stuff like that. Um, and I also don't want anyone to hold anything against me. Like, you know, uh, like I've seen over the, the years that I've been on the internet, lots of people, uh, say stuff about me and subtweet me. And I, I don't want that. Like, um, obviously I've turned over a new leaf this year and I've stopped looking at the people who will subtweet every tweet that I tweet. I don't look at those types of people anymore. I try not to do anything that's toxic for me because I'm trying to be a better person. But I don't want to be on the internet and have the people who have done that in the past be like, oh, Lauren is such a bad person. You're so crazy. Um, also, don't call people crazy on the internet. Like, you're not a therapist, nor are you mine. So, anyway. Um... Yeah, but I want whoever's watching this to get to know me and maybe relate, you know? Because everyone's got stuff. Everyone's done bad stuff and experienced other people doing bad things to you. So let the therapy session begin. Um, but yeah, PSA, not all of my videos will be like this, nor will all of my podcast episodes be like this. I just wanted the first episode to be like this for all of the reasons that I've already did, but I don't want you to think that all my videos will be storytime videos from now on. Um, but let's begin. I had a really hard childhood. Um, so my mom had me really, really young. And I think that during the time in the 90s, um, I don't know, I guess people just like didn't really have children that young. Usually they like waited or like were married. My mom didn't wait, nor was she married, and she also had a child, which was me, with my dad, who was a drug addict. Um, I don't know if my dad was, like, heavily using when I was born, but, like, he definitely was heavily using opiates uh, when I was a kid. I did not know that he, I, I did not know he was using drugs until much later in life. In hindsight, I... I guess I probably shouldn't have known because I was a child. And by the way, um, yes, my dad, not the best dad. But I do not have daddy issues because daddy issues, the, that word is not a mental illness diagnosis. Um, I do not have daddy issues. Uh, I've been to therapy for all my daddy stuff. So right now in therapy, I'm working on other things. We've moved on and grown past daddy issues. But I've been told I've had daddy issues my whole fucking life because uh, my dad left me when I was 13. Fun fact, uh, my dad left me when I was 13 and he left me on New Year's Day. I uh, did Christmas with him on New Year's Day and then I never saw him again until I was 18. I don't know if that was like a, what is it, a child support thing? Like maybe he didn't want to pay child support anymore. Or get arrested for not paying child support. I don't really know what it was, but, uh, yeah, I didn't see my dad for a long time, and I, I think in hindsight that really fucked me up, but, like, I don't know, I'm the kind of person where I don't, <sighs> when bad things happen to me, I just, like, deal with the thing, and then, like, deal with the trauma, the, tra the trauma, the trauma later on, and I think, um, 
uh, I think that's why growing up, um, I don't know, like when I was like, I don't want to like throw anyone under the bus, but like when I was younger, um, I just like had a hard time. I was like in survival mode my whole childhood and in when I was in my teens and the way I survived was to like not outwardly be myself in front of other people. I didn't want my peers to know my situation so I would lie to my peers and um, I didn't want my family to know who I really was so I would lie to my family because that, like I don't know, like, well, I'm just gonna outwardly say, like, my stepdad, because, like, fuck my stepdad, um, would literally tell me that I was a bad person. Like, if I did something wrong, he would literally sit me down and be like, um, Melinda, you're a bad person. Like, he would just, like, talk, like, lecture me for, like, 30 minutes of how I'm a horrible person. Um, and I think that that made me think, well, uh, if you think I'm a bad person, if you think I'm a slut, you think I'm A, B, and C, then I'm just, like, not gonna tell you the truth, like, because the thing is, is that although, like, I didn't really, like, like, I wasn't, like, really raised, um, I, I still didn't agree with a lot of the things that the people around me, like, the adults around me were saying, like, like, I remember, like, my stepdad would say things like, if you get a belly button ring, that makes you a slut. If you have sex before marriage, that makes you a slut. Like, I didn't agree with that stuff, even though I wasn't, like, a, like, a person. Um, I had really fucking toxic coping mechanisms, and we will get into that. So, basically, really horrible childhood. Um, everyone in my life, um, just was telling me what a fucking bad person I was so I guess I sort of believed it and in my coping mechanisms I sort of believed it so I knew I was in a bad situation and I knew I was unhappy I have to crack my knuckles so I'm gonna just okay um I was emancipated when I was 16 uh and the way I went about that was shitty I'm not gonna lie uh I went about emancipating myself very shittily uh but I end, I was, so basically, I was almost in foster care, um, but luckily my grandparents were like, hey, don't do that, come live with us, and I was like, okay, sounds good, and I had a boyfriend at the time, and fun fact, this boyfriend was actually horrible, I was also horrible to him, he was just like not a good first boyfriend experience. He, like, cheated on me and would break up with me to go, like, fuck other people and stuff like that. But to be fair, be I don't know if it was because he was doing that stuff or what, um, but I was also 16 and this man was, like, 19, 20. So, like, I was a child either way and he was a fucking predator. He literally, I mean, at the time, dated underage girls. And I'm sorry, but 19, 20-year-old men fucking around with 16 year olds is predatory fight me about it i don't give a shit i don't think that this guy he hasn't dated someone 16 since but i did have an interaction with him a couple years ago where he was trying to like 
hit it, basically. I don't know if he was lonely or whatever. But still the same man. He's just not fucking 16-year-olds anymore. Thank fucking God. But, anyway, uh, I did also cheat on him. <laughs> now, um, so during this time, um, I had really fucked up coping mechanisms. I literally was chaos and if I wasn't chaos I chased chaos and like I just like it wasn't that I like wanted chaos but like my therapist says that um that's what I was used to so that's just what happened and I totally think that that is true but the thing is even though I dated someone who was shitty to me and I was shitty to them back don't get me wrong I knew that, like, the things that I was doing were fucked, okay? It was really, really weird. Like, during this time of my life, like, like I said, the boyfriend during the time, he sucked. Um, but I sucked too. But I would do stuff to him, you know? And I would be like, why the fuck am I doing that, you know? And I would, like, vow to myself that I'd be a better person. And I'd be like, okay, you're not gonna, like, cheat on your boyfriend. Like, you're not gonna, like, lie to him. Like, so, so he does that to you. Are you gonna do that to him? Like, why would you do it back? So, eventually we did break up, though. <laughs> Thank God. And when we broke up, I was like, meh, you know. I dated a bunch of people that were uh, the worst but again, I was the worst to them as well, so I dated a lot of people at once. I made people love me. Um, I, like, just wanted everyone to love me. I don't know, like, it's really fucked up. And during this time, I was, like, I, like, genuinely thought I had, like, borderline personality disorder or something. Like, I don't know, like, I've had ex-boyfriends tell me that, like, maybe I'm bipolar. Let me tell you something, I've never thought that I was bipolar, but I did 100% think that I had borderline personality disorder. I had all of the symptoms, I was, I was fucking chaos, I, like I said, genuinely wanted all, everyone to love me, I just wanted love, like, I just wanted to feel love, um, and it wasn't until I dated someone who was exactly like me. I dated this person on and off for like four or five years and um like he I can't, I don't even know how to explain it like I just knew that if I didn't figure out what the fuck was going on with me and like why I was doing the things that I was doing so like cheating, lying, wanting everyone to love me, uh dating a bunch of people at once like all of this stuff like, I just knew that I was going to end up like him. Because I was, like, I was, like, 19 or something. And he was, like, 25. And I have to yawn. <sighs> okay. <laughs> um, sorry. I, I got up at, like, 7 today. <laughs> but, yeah, I just knew. I just knew that if I continued on the path that I was on, that I was going to be him. And to be honest, uh, he was, like, I mean, I feel like everyone who I've dated uh, up until my, like, current boyfriend. My current boyfriend is the only person I've had a serious relationship with that wasn't, like, a fucking monster. Um, but, like, he, this person that I dated on and off for five years was the worst. He was controlling. He would, like, call me a slut. And to the girl he's dating, I, th I think they're still dating, I would imagine. I don't think he's like this now, and that could just be because he's, like, fucking 30 now, but, um, he was like this to me. 
And I knew that if I stayed with him, that I would be, uh, that would be me when I was 25. So I got therapy and that's when I started to realize that I just had a lot of trauma and I had no coping skills. And the thing about trauma is that, oh, and let me just say, I did, did not and do not have BPD. I do have, in, so I, I'm going to tell you what I'm diagnosed with before I continue, but so basically what I have is I have extreme anxiety, extreme depression, I have OCD, I'm a metaphobic and agoraphobic, but my OCD stems and my agoraphobia stems from me being a metaphobic and that just stems from me needing to be in control. I am extremely codependent and th my codependency is why I stayed with people who were horrible to me, but it, I don't like me being also horrible was just due to the fact that I did not progress mentally. Like, you know, when like you're raised and you're growing up and you make mistakes and the people in your life kind of like when you make a mistake maybe they'll punish for you for punish you for it if it's like what you whatever you did was bad enough but then they'll like steer you in the right path i didn't have any of that i just had people telling me that i was bad so in turn my coping mechanisms were to be toxic because when you grow up in a specific environment um that's kind of what you seek it's kind of like um, you just recreate the same moments again and again and again in an attempt to fix it. Um, which, yeah, sure, that's the definition of insanity, but, like, I, I hate that, that's why I said it like that. But, like, that, like, if you have a trauma that happens when you're, like, nine, let's say, mentally, a lot of the time, you don't progress past nine, so, like, I had a bunch of traumatic stuff happen to me when I was a teen, and my home life was super chaotic, and I never really knew when I was gonna, like, be in trouble. I never really knew, like, yeah, it was just a lot of chaos when I was younger, and, um, my coping mechanisms was just to put myself in situations that were chaotic or make the chaos. So, that is why... I always found myself in really chaotic relationships, um, but yeah, I got therapy when I was with this person. We were together on and off for a really long time. Um, I found out later that he cheated on me. Um, now let me just say that this person, this is when I started to get help. So I never physically cheated on this person, but I did emotionally cheat on him with someone and fun fact actually i don't know why this particular person last i heard goes around and tell, tells people one that i have a smelly vagina which um let me just it, sir if you're listening let me explain something to you vaginas smell like vaginas um and if you don't know what a vagina smells like i'm i don't know what to tell you but uh if a vagina I, I can't, like, I'm saying vagina so much that it's, like, losing its meaning, but, um, if, if, if a woman's vagina actually smells bad, she probably has a yeast infection, and I obviously did not have a yeast infection the four, four or five years we were dating, so, like, 
I kind of, every time I heard that he would say that about me, I would kind of just laugh because I was like, sir, like so childish. Um, <laughs> but what was I saying? Oh yes. Uh, we, but yeah, I never physically cheated on him, but I did emotionally cheat on him. I like told someone that I missed them when we were together and then I broke up with that person a couple days later because I knew that like obviously I wasn't happy if I was telling other boys that I missed them um and I dated a bunch of uh people in between him and I was just like still kind of doing the same things that I was doing it was just less um it wasn't really until I don't really know what happened and, and like when I can't really pinpoint when the time was that I started to get my shit together because here's the thing is that when I was like, I don't know, like a couple of years ago, uh, you know, when I was with that person who made me realize I needed to go get some fucking therapy, um, when I was with him, I got therapy, but I don't really know when the moment was when I started to change myself. Um, it just like, I can't really pinpoint it. So, but it was, I think it was after him, like when he started dating someone else and I was like, hallelujah, praise Jesus, he's going to leave me alone now, <laughs> which is really fucked up to say, but it was true. Uh, he eventually did start dating someone else and I was like, yay, he will leave me alone forever now, which is true. He has never, like we spoke like a couple years ago because I was looking, I think like we, last time we spoke, I think I was like looking for a book from a class that we took together, but like other than that, I've never spoken to this man, so... Which, again, thank god I, I like, honestly, I've, I haven't spoken to any of my exes, because, and thank god, like I said, um, I just, like, once I'm done, I'm done, I guess, I don't know, but, uh, I don't really know when the time was when I started to get my shit together, honestly, um, I had, uh, some bad stuff happen in the workplace, actually, and which led me to be a cam model, and I actually think being a cam model is kind of when I started to get my shit together a little bit. During the time when I started camming, uh, like I said, I just had like this really traumatic experience happen in a workplace, which I will not talk about. Like, honestly, that's a situation where like, one, I don't know if that person that I had this experience with is creeping on my in internet presence at all, but he was for a long time. And I didn't find out about it until, like, much later. And it, like, honestly scared the shit out of me. If you're watching this, like, you're... Like, if you're watching this, you're a stalker. Stop it. Um. <laughs> but. It scared the shit out of me. Uh. And I was really fucked up during this time. <laughs> um. But I started dating someone... And, uh, it was, like, someone who I dated when I was, like, 19 for, like, three months. And, oh boy, he was, wow. Because <laughs> I started camming during this time. And I think when I started camming is when I started, like, I don't know, like, respecting myself more, I guess. Because, like, people would literally just pay for my attention and stuff. And, like, people really, really liked me for who I was. And I was, like wait a minute, this is amazing, um, but yeah, I started dating someone, and he, who I dated when I was, like, 18, 19, and he had a whole entire fucking girlfriend, and I found that out because I started 
dating the narcissist. And here's, I, I don't really want to go into the narcissist thing too much because I have a video on it. And I don't want him to allegedly take me to court again, allegedly. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you, if, if you do, allegedly. Um, like, I know that whatever I put on the internet, I'm in my complete legal right to put it on the internet. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> if you're mad, um, still. Sorry, taking a sip of coffee. Um, I don't really want to get into it too much because of that, and also because I already have a video on it, but what I will say is that I got into a relationship with the narcissist during a time when I needed someone. That is the truth. I had been in therapy and it, it was working, like I was working on myself, but I wasn't really working on my codependency issues. Like I just kept, I didn't, I didn't quite understand yet why I kept, like even though I was working on myself, and I was no longer chaos, I still was getting into situations that were chaotic. And I didn't really understand why um, until actually sort of recently. So I am, as I said, super codependent. So during the time where a bunch of bad stuff was happening to me, like, you know, I dated someone who uh, had a girlfriend. I had a really horrible experience with the boss. like whatever I rather than like working on myself I just got into a relationship with the narcissist who completely manipulated me and like if you know anything about narcissism they love bomb you they say whatever they you know they want to get you to believe them and to believe that they're a good person and that's exactly what he did like like I, like I said in that video like he had a whole girlfriend when we first started talking but he made me believe that like they were no longer in love that the that, um, you know, that it was already over and like, you know, it makes sense to be with me because like, obviously I'm the love of his life and so I got into a relationship with him and in hindsight, like I needed someone during that time and I honestly, even though like that was like the worst relationship I've ever been in, uh, it was like the peak of me seeking chaos. I do not regret it one bit and I'll tell you why as I said my story time videos uh, I've thought about them a lot over the years because I it's not that I regret them it's just like they don't paint the full picture of a person they victimize and as I said as I've talked about my life in this podcast I've been a bad person like I've done shitty things I've cheated on people I've I've d dated a bunch of people at once because I just wanted to, like, I wanted to fill the void. I wanted everyone to love me. Like, I wanted to fucking feel something. I didn't work on myself until I dated someone who I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna be you if I don't, like, figure out what the fuck is happening. I didn't know why I acted the way I did. I didn't know, and even when I was working on myself, I didn't know why that I kept getting in these horrible relationships. Like, I didn't know why I got into a relationship with the narcissist. Like, I, like, I just felt like, because the thing about the narcissist situation was that by that time, I had worked on myself so much that I am, like, super morally opposed to all of the shit that I've done and has been done to me. And I just feel like, 
I've worked on myself. If I can get my shit together and be a better person than anyone can, you know? So, like, because of that, I guess I sort of feel, I guess, infallible. Infallible. Why can I not say that word? But, like, I, I guess I have a moral high ground because I've worked on my stuff. Like, I can empathize with people who do bad shit because I've done bad shit. But, like, if you don't work on yourself at all, then I'm like, ew, why? <laughs> like, just go to fucking therapy, you know? Or read a book or figure out what's going on with you. Figure out your traumas. Like, I just don't really understand. Like, people don't work on themselves. I'm like, what the fuck? Why? Um, because I have. So I kind of feel like if I have, out of all people, so the fuck can you? Um, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, I don't, I guess... We'll go back to what I was saying originally. I don't regret the narcissist. I needed someone during that time. And although that relationship was so fucked up, like, I could I could definitely say, out of all the other situations I've talked about in any story time video that I've ever talked about, in some situations, I was definitely just like, like, uh, I think in some situations I was definitely like the victim. Um, but in most situations, they did bad things to me, but I also did bad things to them. But I just didn't talk about the full, you didn't get the full scope. In storytime videos, a lot of the times in my experience, you don't really get the full scope, you know? You don't really get to know what the other person felt. And you only get to know what the, the person telling the story felt. But what I will say is with the narcissist, um, I, uh, I tried my best in that relationship. It was the first person that I've ever been with that I, like, like really gave it my all I didn't talk to anyone like I didn't like and I, what I mean by that is that like he didn't even want me to be friends with like the people that I worked with so I wasn't that's what I mean like he didn't want me to have a job okay I didn't have a job he didn't want me to have friends okay I didn't have friends you know and I just like wanted to please him so badly um and it was because during that time like I already had worked on, like, the reasons why I was, like, why I was personally chaos. So, like, by that point, I didn't, I didn't dish it back. Like, if someone was cruel to me, I never dished it back. I was more like, okay, so why are you doing that, you know, rather than, like, you're gonna do it, so I'm gonna do it too, you know, type, type stuff. Um, but... So by that time, I had worked on myself and, like, I, you know, was dealing with other traumas and stuff. And I thought that I was never going to leave that relationship because I just felt like it was what I deserved. And, you know, it, like, it, although, like, I think a lot of my, my past actions were due to my own traumas and stuff like that. And my poor coping skills, uh, from trauma. <laughs> I still hold myself fully accountable because, like, for example, with the narcissist, I'm no longer angry at that situation. Um, I don't need to know why he cheated on me or did what he did because I know from experience that sometimes you do bad things and you don't know why, but it's really just because you've been traumatized and this is how you've lived your life in survival mode. Um, and that can, like, that kind of thing can obviously be something like me where, like, I went to therapy and, like, I worked on my traumas and my PTSD and stuff 
and I no longer create problems where there don't need to be problems. I no longer create chaos. I no longer am like a fucking raging hurricane. Um, but sometimes, um, like for me, I didn't have BPD or like anything like that. So I think it may have been a little bit easier because of that. But, uh, like I still have stuff I have to work through, like my emetophobia that's due to trauma. Um, my OCD due to trauma, my anxiety, depression, whatever, bad thoughts. Uh, but sometimes trauma makes like mental illness that is like narcissistic personality disorder um and i think in i don't know because i'm not a therapist i've just talked to many like four different therapists about this um so i don't want to like diagnose someone but like i said i'm just telling you my story and this is a part of it but i empathize with him still and i've forgiven the narcissist because i think that personally after spending a couple years with him i think he's that way due to trauma so i'm not mad at him uh although <laughs> like obviously fuck you but like <laughs> i do not regret that situation because because of the narcissist it forced me to look at myself because I didn't know why I was getting into chaotic situations as I said even though I wasn't I was I worked on myself but that the narcissist being with him made me realize that I am super fucking codependent due to like my childhood and stuff and um it made me like look at myself and you know after allegedly after that situation that person um the narcissist took me to court because of my YouTube video and I was fucking shitting my pants like I had got out of this relationship that I thought I was never going to get out of it I did it honestly so <laughs> I guess I should say this now that I've even just said that but uh, I got out of that relationship because uh, this is dumb I think I just held on to this to get out of it because I knew I needed to but like I got out of that relationship because I started writing my book that I'm currently working on and that I've been working on every day for like a year or over a year now and he wanted to be co-author even though he didn't write write a drop of it you know and although he had cheated on me sorry if you could hear my bearded dragon eating in the background um but although he didn't write a drop of it he just wanted to be co-author because he was controlling and that's why narcissists are um that's what made me break up with him and i broke up with him in a sort of manipulative way i'm not gonna lie uh he had treated on me with escorts and just with like regular people who weren't escorts or sex workers um and uh we talked about that and he confirmed to me that that's what he did and the next day i lied to him and i was like oh yeah we're gonna be friends don't worry i won't block your number don't worry i won't post a youtube video about you and then i did do all that but i i said that to get out of this situation as civilly as possible like to get him the fuck out of my house as civilly as possible so um my therapist says that i did that just to protect myself so i shouldn't feel bad about it but i do like mildly feel bad about it still because i still like that that is super manipulative um but like i said definitely did it to protect myself but what was i saying <laughs> sorry um 
but yeah oh yes uh, he took me to court <laughs> when he took me to court I had just started camming again I just started regaining my independence when I left him I really felt really fucking liberated like that was the most like whew, serotonin inducing dopamine inducing shit ever leave a narcissist man like you'll feel great afterwards fucked up a little bit you know you got trauma but like i felt great afterwards but yeah um i just started working again when i was with him i didn't really have a job because he didn't want me to work because he wanted to control me um and then i had to go to court um so like i got my shit together dude like i am super proud of how i handled that situation i like had no fucking money i literally just worked fucking got a lawyer like I and and also in hindsight like if you ever have to get a lawyer interview the shit out of your lawyer because I hated my lawyer thank god I already knew that I didn't do anything illegal so like I knew that I would like there's she would have been so fucking incompetent if we went to trial and we lost um and then I would have just took it back to court but like um yeah she was super incompetent I did not like her at all so if you have to get a lawyer, uh, make sure that you thoroughly fucking interview them. But, um, yeah, I got my shit together. I fucking got a lawyer. Like, I had no money. I got the money together. Got a lawyer. Uh, she was super expensive. <laughs> and, uh, like, I did the damn thing. Like, I was, like, at the time, like, there were people in my life who were just like, just take the video down. And I was like, that fucking dude is not going to take one more fucking thing from me. Like, like, honestly, I feel like that situation really made me take a hard look at myself. Because I was like, especially during like the, like going to court, I was just like, yo, like, like my mom especially was like, just take it down. I was like, fuck you absolutely not i'm not gonna let this fucking man silence me or like fear monger me into fucking silence like i know that i didn't do anything illegal because i never mentioned any names anything i showed everything was blocked out there were no identifying information you know like ultimately i that video could be about anyone you know, like I never, anything I've ever talked about online, I've only shared my story, you know, because I was like real fuck, I still talk about like experiencing or dealing with someone who's a narcissist on like my Instagram stories and stuff like that, because it's something I experienced. And in that situation, like, I know that I was like, like, like I said, like, I feel like in a lot of my other story time videos, like, I was dealing with a lot of stuff and I had poor coping skills so it like kind of was fucked up of me to do story time videos honestly because I never shared the fact that I was fucked up but like by the time and I guess this is like a major reason why I left the narcissist one up and or put it back up when I like decided I was gonna do YouTube again was because I know in that situation I had already worked on myself and I know that I was working on being a better person and I was going to continue actively working on myself and working on my trauma and making sure that I made the right choices. Even though, like, yeah, sometimes I fuck up because that's fucking life, dude. Like, but, like, in that situation, I knew I was not in the wrong. That was, like, a situation that was super fucked. Um, especially what happened after the fact. 
um, him trying to silence me and stuff like that. But yeah, like, I am super proud of the way I handled that situation. I, like, fucking did the damn motherfucking thing, even though, like, people in my life were telling me not to do the damn motherfucking thing, you know what I'm saying? <sighs> so. But I feel like, I don't know, like, I think that situation really made me, like, turn my shit around, dude. Like, after that situation, I started talking to someone on Tinder, and, um... I think that was where the cycle that I was experiencing um, kind of stopped because I started talking to someone who really reminded me of like literally all of these people that I've dated and I was like I think I even literally said to him like I think you're love bombing me so I'm gonna have to call it peace and I stopped talking to him um, and then I started like I knew I know during that time I did make a video that I was gonna stay single and I did mean it um, but and I don't know if this has to do with my codependency thing I think it might but um, like when I started talking to my current boyfriend like the reason why I didn't keep my promise to myself and to you guys whoever's listening that I was gonna stay single was because I thought that he was worth it. He really did, like, the beginning of our relationship really felt like nothing I've experienced before. I felt super fucking healthy. Like, I've never experienced something like that. Um, you know, and, like, obviously we've been together. We lived together. Sorry, I'm gonna go out again. <laughs> we lived together for uh, a little over a year. And I would say that, obviously, especially during quarantine, uh, we've both had to face lots of different demons, um, but I'm still in therapy. Uh, I'm actually thinking about getting a second therapist, mostly because my old therapist keeps texting me. Um, so I might have two. Like, I know I have stuff that I have to work on. Like, I think that I've conquered a lot of my poor coping mechanisms, which I think having poor co coping mechanisms is actually super common. Um, and like being chaotic is kind of common, especially like when you're, you know, in your early twenties or like late teens and stuff, which is during the time when I experienced, um, my horrible shitty coping mechanisms. Um, but you know, I, I definitely really feel like therapy has helped me and I don't know. I just like wanted to share a bit about my story because like I said, I used to do story time videos and I just don't think that they're accurate to a life. And I, I mean, I have talked about like my mental health stuff, but I haven't really talked about it in this much detail because I honestly didn't know why I did a lot of the things that I did. And I think that when you work on your mental health stuff, you have to look at like the things that other people's actions towards you during development or like really bad traumas that you've had during development or even after development and you have to look at your actions after after like big events or like you know whatever traumatic things and really analyze them and I've like truly really have done that over the past you know five plus years that I've been working on my mental health and I guess I've never really t also I've never really talked about the fact that I've 
been on this journey working on myself for five plus years and it's taken me five plus years to come to this point that I'm at right now where I know pretty much at, at the very least know why I did stuff and why I chose certain people to be in my life even though red flags were there because ultimately I think that we like if you date a bunch a slew of people who all have the same shit like they all cheat on you let's say and they all lie to you that's like not a coincidence there's a reason why you're choosing those people and I think a, the biggest thing that I always used to say was especially when I got help and I was no longer experiencing like these horrible toxic coping mechanisms or coping skills and like doing toxic shit to like feed a void um, I was still choosing the wrong people and I would be like I've worked on myself why are these people choosing me that's what I would say and I think that like like when you look at all options and you're like why are these people choosing me like you know I feel like these types of people seek me out well obviously that's not the case you know like the way I had seen it was I was like all right well it seems to me like the common denominator here is me um, and that's when I started working on like why I was choosing these people whatever oh my god my freaking bearded dragon is freaking the fuck out anyways so yeah that's like can I can I, remember? I don't know and now we're here um <laughs> now I uh, just make stuff on the internet I'm in a pretty wholesome honestly very boring relationship where we don't I mean we fight sometimes but like we don't really have a lot of drama like last night we were in bed and I my boyfriend was like he was he was he went on his phone and he was like I'm gonna look at the news and I was like oh I'm gonna watch this sh shitty documentary on Hulu and then we laugh for five minutes about it like that's like where I'm at in life right now <laughs> which is fine I, I'm it's fine you know it's like I'm happy about it is what I'm saying but <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how to end this now that I just like opened up my heart for you guys and whatever. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to talk about this because um, I made story time videos and I wanted to give you the full scope of what has been going on. And like, I don't know, I'm a bad person sometimes and I think we're all bad people sometimes and we're also good people sometimes and I think what matters is you working on yourself? I don't know. And if I, like I said, if I'm gonna be on the internet, I wanted, I don't know. Like, I, I'm really bothered by people like Gabby Hanna and stuff. Like, just, like, why does everything have to be like an act? Why can't you just, like, I don't know, be a person? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's how they are, but like, I don't know. It also doesn't really seem, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, the podcast moving forward will not be like this. In fact, I want to read you guys. I'm going to read you guys some of my podcast ideas. 
I also thought of one last night. Um, I want to do a podcast of my dissertation as to why I think that Venus is sus. So, um, like Venus the planet. <laughs> I hate Venus. Like, I want to, like, actually, like, I don't know. I don't know. Where's my notes app? I don't know. Okay, here it is. Okay, so exposing myself. Check that off the list. We just did that. Uh, I I might do a story time video why story time, or a story time video. I might make a podcast about story time video culture, but I don't know if I want to do that after this. Or if I do that, it will be like many podcasts from now. Cancel culture. Again, same thing. And I also kind of want to talk about like why we make stupid people famous, but I think stuff like that. I think the next podcast might be like why Venus is sus. Um, I don't know. I also kind of like want to make podcasts about me. I don't know. Like learning stuff. I don't know. Like like why Venus is sus. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not really sure. I have some ideas, but I kind of want this to just be a fun thing. I'm going to put the first three episodes of this podcast in, in full for free on my YouTube channel, which you are probably watching this on now. Um, but moving forward after the first three, uh, sorry, um, I will be putting the full versions on my Patreon as well as exclusive content. So go subscribe or become a Patreon to that. Okay, yeah, that, I don't know, you know what I'm saying. I also have an OnlyFans if you also just want to see, uh, artistic pictures of me in lingerie. I don't post nudes on my OnlyFans anymore. Um, or, or subscribe to this YouTube channel, which is free. Or, um, follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I'm so bad at ending videos. All my links are down below. I hope you enjoyed this, even though it was heavy. Uh, thanks for listening to me. Um, and I will see you guys in my next video. Bye.